0: G'day, I'm Barry Green. Thanks for joining me on Radio WA, 87.6 FM in East Perth and the tourism towns in the southwest of Western Australia. This radio service has been created to promote tourism in Western Australia and to provide a voice for community and small businesses. Being isolated served Western Australians well early in the COVID event, and as the earlier variants of the disease were largely kept out of the state. However, the state government imposed very harsh mandates on the population to get the COVID jab, which now looks like it's done more damage to public health than the later variants of the disease were likely to have done. There appears to be many deaths and injuries resulting from the injection, but WA MPs are reluctant to talk about this. Russell Broadbent is a Victorian Liberal MP who's been calling for a more open conversation about this issue, and I'll have him online now. G'day, Russell. G'day, Barry. I first became aware of you through Club Grubbery, which, for people who don't know, is a program created by Graham Hood. And Graham's a former senior Qantas pilot who, like any good pilot, undertook a risk-benefit analysis before getting the jab and decided against it. He subsequently posted a video online that went viral, and since then, Graham has teamed up with John Latter, who is a paramedic of 25 years' experience who also lost his job for not participating in the vaccine trial. Together, they've interviewed hundreds of medical, political and legal people, as well as people who appear to have been injured by the injections and others impacted by government policy. Russell, how did you get involved with Graham?
1: Well, I followed him from that very first video, which I thought was brutally honest and brave, and a man to give up a career at that level in his prime uh, because he would not take the jab. Now, I, um, of course, so I followed him along. When he came to Warrigal here in Victoria uh, to speak to the people, which is an open air gathering, probably 300 people turned up. Uh, he was just marvellous to meet. So we've sort of had a close association since then with he and his wife and, and Graham. So, um, you know, it's just, and John, sorry. So it's been really, um, it's been actually exciting to be part of his journey. Uh, because he has really waged a war um, against political correctness in the first place, but he's shown that great Australian spirit of standing up to the mob, and he stood up to the mob really strongly all the way through this and claimed his own rights, and therefore seeing the message for Australians to claim their own rights too. Um, Like this new bill that the government's trying to put forward now, the disinformation and misinformation bill, Your opening description would not pass their community standards tests. So if you were deemed not to be mainstream media, you could get a $100,000 fine. So that's the sort of threat we're on about. If they, or even if they saw your program as mainstream media, but then you posted as an individual, uh, you'd, you'd, you'd then be in trouble as an individual rather than being part of the mainstream media. So you can say one thing on your program, but if you said it online, you'd be in trouble. That's what, you you can't have that in Australia. You just can't. Absolutely.
0: I've been having conversations on Donnybrook Bailing Up Community Radio going back 18 months with uh, doctors and nurses and doctors from AMPS, the Australian Medical Professional Society. And many of those interviews, they're all online. I've been using SoundCloud, which doesn't seem to have been impacted by the, so-called American uh, fact-checkers or the commercial fact-checkers. Many of those conversations at the time would have been considered misinformation but with hindsight it's now plainly true that it's, it's obvious that those things have come to pass.
1: So Barry, how many people have rung and apologized to you for their criticism?
0: This is a good question. It's a question I put to uh, Dr Duncan Syme when I interviewed him. Um, there's lots of talk about governments uh, apologising for past government policy, but I'm still waiting for Mark McGowan to apologise to me and the other West Australians who didn't participate in this vaccine, who he called idiots grow a brain. Um, this is people who'd already got, people who'd got two jabs who was telling him they needed to get the third. So, you know, I just couldn't understand... Uh, if the vaccine was so effective, why we need more and more? And if it was so effective, why on earth did your former boss, uh, Skomo, indemnify the pharmaceutical industry?
1: Absolutely. I think more than that, um, you know, I've got one instance that I know of now of someone who's had five jabs and they've got COVID for the second time. The, the vaccines that I was always used to stopped you getting the disease. And that's why we had the vaccines. That's what it was all about and these don't stop they don't stop the spread they don't stop you getting sick they don't stop you getting the illness um and certainly uh they don't stop necessarily um sickness and death the new south wales health data was showing
0: clearly until december 2022 that uh is now pretty much a disease of the vaccinated uh, page four of that uh, that data, and I'll put a link to that in the associate in the text of this pod, uh, podcast. But uh, that data was dropped from their data set at, in December because it didn't fit their narrative. How how on earth has this happened
1: in Australia, uh, Russell? Well, especially there in Western Australia, who are the great renegades of the world. I mean, my political career has, has gone along with Wilson Tucky, and they always said to me, "Why do you get on so well with Wilson, Russell?" Well, because we've had some run-ins. Uh, which was really important to a relationship, a political relationship, that you can have a run-in with somebody and then go to the to, to the table and have a drink with them, and uh, and I because I, I knew that Wilson was a representative of the people of Western Australia, and I may have had a different representation approach, and he may have had a different one to mine, but combine the two of them together, and you do get a balance in the federal parliament. He was very important. Absolutely. Um, as were other members of Parliament um, like Mel Washer, who was a great friend of mine, and Judy Moylan, all wonderful, wonderful people, all with different views, um, but solidly Western Australian, fiercely Western Australian. And I understood it because my daughter, its always more to the story, Barry, my daughter was the deputy editor of the Geraldton newspaper for, for some years. And I said, and why'd you give up your job and come home? She said, Dad, because if I'd have stayed another month, I'd have never left. Because people fall in love with the West, you know. If Dad, if I'd have stayed another month, I'd have never, ever left. And that's how much she loved Geraldton. So our family's got a close connection still to all of those people in Geraldton. And I send them my very, very best from the Broadbent's in uh, who, who you see is the enemy Victorian people but I tell you we love you and there's a lot of Victorians in Western Australia and I think wasn't Mark McGowan a Victorian who transferred his allegiances to Western Australia he didn't needed a special visa to get in in those days
0: yeah. this whole um political thing. I always used to consider myself left of centre, Russell, and I used to love the ABC, but I no longer trust them because they were vilifying people like myself who were rational thinkers and, uh, and didn't participate in the vaccine trial. What's become of the,
1: the ABC and the media generally? I spoke to an ABC journalist the other day and she said to me, but we were instructed, Russell, we were instructed. I said, journalism is above being instructed. Journalism is about the truth. And I said, and in fact, if you're recording this conversation, which you was, I said, I'd delete that bit straight away because if you you agreed with me, which you have, your peers, your bosses, will get rid of you pretty quickly because they can't have a dissenting voice. They were told not to dissent from the narrative. Now, that's that's not where we want our ABC to be. We want our ABC to be questioning and brutally honest with everything they do. What they didn't criticise me directly They played people like the Rural Doctors Association of Victoria, Dr Farr, that were criticising me, spreading misinformation, and I've asked them since what misinformation did I spread. They have never come back to me, they have never come back to me. All I did, Barry, was ask questions. That's what Western Australians do, that's what Australians do, they ask questions. And we didn't get any answers and we had a a compliant media, Um, most of them paid paid to join the narrative because this was a health issue, remember? It wasn't a human rights issue, it wasn't a freedom of speech issue, it wasn't my body, my choice issue, it was a health issue. So therefore we can break every rule. What a shame. I think the pennies dropping all over the place. Uh, the truth will come out, but will it come out as a flood? That it needs to come out, and very shortly, I hope so. Well, you talk about West Australians being
0: rebels. Uh, we've got the WA Independent Media Group here, and uh, there's there's a n- number of private organisations and others, and on the tourist radio website, our website's touristradio.com.au. On the homepage, I've created a link to the other WA independent media, and and uh, and in a way, we're part of that. So every cloud has a silver lining, Russell. And uh, maybe as uh, uh, Dr. Duncan Syme, in the conversation I did with him from AMP said, uh, you know, maybe we had to have COVID. It's exposed the complete overreach of the pharmaceutical industry over our government, and uh, and and time for a new reset, and and that. The word reset's a bit uh, interesting, given the, what's happening at the World Economic Forum. But uh, the convention, the conference held in Perth with Dr. Ashin Mahadra, um, that was a, a, a turning point, I think.
1: Well, I think there's an opportunity here for people to look at alternative alternative medicines the way they've never looked at them before. The way, and there's also people can look to alternative media the way they've never looked for them before. I know what the farmers are like in Gippsland, they're the same as in Western Australia. Because our information for so many years has come from the ABC, they buy the Holden ute, they tune it to the ABC and when they trade the car in, it's still tuned to the ABC. You know, that's how our rural communities have worked and that's been very important to us. But now, I think they'll be looking to other forms of media for their information. Interesting you say that, Russell, because in another life I'm involved
0: in organic or or regenerative agriculture and that's an exciting space to be in because the internet is allowing innovative farmers to work with independent scientists and, and get much better outcomes with all the without all the expensive inputs. And uh, I've coined the term regenerative media for what we're doing, what the other independent media and in Western Australia we've got the Light Australia newspaper. That's come out of Western yep. Australia. The latest edition, and Western Tourist Radio has been advertising in it. The latest edition, two hundred and fifty thousand copies, and uh, lots of them are going over east. So, you know, there's all we've been besotted by all this online stuff. But at the end of the day, the old technology of print and and radio, there's still a place for them, and they can't be controlled by
1: uh, narrow vested interests. Absolutely, I'll back you a hundred a hundred percent. Where to from here, Russell? Well. We never stop fighting the fight. What we must all all do, though, is make sure any information that we put out is backed up by research, by figures, by ABS statistics. We do not make a mistake where those opposed to us that think we're all cookers. Yeah. That they think we're all cookers. Yeah. Um. That we can cannot afford to make a mistake, Barry. Uh, that's really, really important that anything we say can be backed up by ABS figures. Yep. So we never, you know, if, if if you can't back it up, don't say it. I don't pass on to you something I've heard from a third party down the line. Unless I can see it, a bit like doubting Thomas, unless I can put my hands into the wounds, That's why I talk to people directly who have been vaccine injured. So I understand the solid ground that I'm standing on and how many of them they are and who they are. They're not just, um, you know, Dr. Karen Phelps and her partner, uh, Jackie Stricker, um, you know, they've come out very publicly with their injuries, yet they are trying to be ignored by the Doctors' Association, which she used to head uh, by the governments, which she was once a part of in the federal parliament, um, by uh, her, all those around her who just don't want to believe the truth. Where to from here? Barry, you say to me, we don't stop telling the truth whenever we get the chance. But I, I've got to say to you, I've given up convincing people. I'm not going to convince people anymore. Enough has been said by me, um, they know exactly where I stand. I've stood by example, um, I they was, were was determined to crush me in the last election campaign, and sadly for them, I survived the election campaign in Victoria with a lesser swing than a lot of other people because I believe I had the support of a lot of people who understand the position that I took. Um, even if they didn't agree with it, they saw that I had a right to do that. And because this is a free country, this is Australia, And I spoke up by my actions. I didn't tell anybody to do or not to do. That is not my role. I'm not a doctor. I'm no expert in any field. Um, But the information I received and my health is my responsibility, not some doctor's responsibility or some politician's responsibility. It's my responsibility. And even when a doctor said to me recently, Barry, you'll love this, he said, um, oh, this is a shared decision between you and I. I said, no, it's not. It's my decision. I said, I'm the patient here. You're the doctor. You give me advice. I make a decision. He said, no, it's a shared decision. I said, no, it's not. So there's a whole view out there about um, uh, the godlike status of some people in their jobs that that has, has gone on for too long and people need to question what the doctors are doing for them. These
0: events the last few years have done so much damage to the reputation of the medical profession who've really almost allowed themselves to become uh, franchisees of the pharmaceutical industry. And somehow or other, the industry's managed to convince government we need their products to survive. But I'm a radio tech, and I know to fix a problem, you've got to address the cause. And the cause of so much ill health in Australia is the crappy food we're eating, and it's the processed food sold by the corporations. We need to get back to growing producing food and growing it the way your mother or your grandmother uh, ate it and and getting back to growing food the way God or evolution, whichever you choose to believe in, intended, rather than produced uh, by some method that's going to make the best return for multinational
1: shareholders. Absolutely. I've got no doubt about the value of uh, regen farming, not degen farming, yeah, regenerative farming, uh, that's the grassroots fixing the soil to fix the food to fix the health and being and uh, of our children, especially. So yes, it depends what we eat. You've got to remember when I grew up and I'm 72 years of age, which I'm proud of, when I grew up, all the food to our household came within 10 kilometers of our, our township, small township of Kui Rup. Now it can come from all over the world. Yep. you know, And we don't know what the process was into that product before it arrived on our tables. So, you know, there's a long way to go in going backwards and taking the best that our forefathers offered us from Western Australia in Weeper all the way down to um, Tassie and, and Darwin and beyond. You know, uh, we need to be the beacon around the world for the clean green opportunity that we have absolutely Russell and uh,
0: it always confuses me we spend billions of dollars on imported defence hardware but our ability to feed ourselves uh, with short supply chains is is fundamental to our security so uh, something's been lost along the way there the worst
1: part is people living from day to day um, and they don't have enough food in the household, perhaps even to last a week. And I don't know how long our supermarkets would support us, would be able to support a community, if the supply lines stopped. So I'd love to see more people storing more more food at home to keep them through any difficult times that may arise.
0: Yeah. There's so much in this, uh, Russell, but thanks for speaking up uh, and being a politician of the people. and. They say when the people are frightened of the government, that's tyranny. We need to have the situation when the government's frightened of the people. And uh, I think we might be getting towards that after the events of the last few years.
1: Well, I think the people are standing up and looking at their own situations. And uh, there's far more of us out there than you would believe, Barry. Thanks, Russell. Thanks, Barry.
0: I've been talking to Russell Broadbent, a Victorian member of the Australian House of Representatives. In this conversation, we talked about the new media of which this service is a small part. Like all new media, we're trying to figure out our business model. This radio service is complemented by our website touristradio.com.au which aims to connect people travelling in Western Australia direct to local business websites so you can book direct at the best price by not paying big commissions to foreign booking engines. We'd love you to check out our website and if you operate a business in WA that would be of interest to people visiting your area, please join our network for a minimal annual charge. You're listening to Western Tourist Radio, telling the stories of people and places in Western Australia.